You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I stand to speak as the oracles of God. I stand to speak with grace that only God supplies. I decree in the name of Jesus that the word of God is bringing transformation. Fruit shall abound. May Jesus be glorified and we be edified. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I've been speaking regarding our lives as thanksgiving to God, we giving all. Praise the Lord. After the dead burial and resurrection of Jesus and we being born again by the greatest heritage God can give to man, the peak of his love shown to us, we don't have anything more to give than to give our lives and everything we have. Praise the Lord. All right, so I've gone through that and I'm still emphasizing on exactly what he wants us to do. I use the Macedonia church as an example to us, and then I went to um, beginning, Genesis, 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 um, and what happened in Genesis when Eve lost focus on giving to God and giving to self, praise the Lord. So that's exactly what happened, and man fell. Instead of giving to God, Eve gave to what? Self. What did Lucifer tell? What did um, the serpent tell um, um, Eve? He said, if you eat this, your eyes will be, and you'll be like God. Are you getting the point? Yes. So instead of looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of her faith, she looked to herself. She, she actually was enjoying what she was told. You will be like God if you eat this. And so when people focus on themselves, they cannot give to God. Praise God. Are you here with me? When people focus on themselves, they cannot give to God. The enemy will always bait you and tell you how you're going to look like as you give to yourself and how people will respect you because you give to yourself. So most of us, for most of the things we do, we give a lot to ourselves <laughs> instead of giving to him because the focus is ourself. Are you getting the point? Yes. We become the focus. All right. We become the focus. So it's very key to understand that you are not their focus. He created us for his pleasure. He created us for his pleasure. He didn't create you for your own what? Pleasure. He created us for his pleasure. So he will find pleasure in us. Hello. Yes. Yes. 
Do you know the Bible said train a child the way he should? He should. He should. He should. So there's a way the child should go. It has been set already. There's a pattern. Train the child the way he should go. So you prioritize God, Christ, for your child and teach your child towards him. Praise God. Are you getting the point? Yes. 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 Life is meant to live with focus on Christ. Life is meant to live with focus on Christ. Not focus on ourselves. No. It is wrong. That's where the enemy gets us. And then he makes us work, toil, and do all sorts of stuff. In the end, it collapses on us. And we lose out on the essence of life. That's exactly what happened to Adam and Eve. And I also spoke about the story of the rich fool. Is that right? Yeah, when Jesus gave an illustration of a rich man who had fertile farm, produced a lot of fine crops. In fact, his bands were full to overflowing. He couldn't get everything in. He thought about his problem and finally exclaimed, I know I'll tear them down, tear those bands down, and then build a bigger one or bigger ones, and then I'll have room enough. And I'll sit back and say to myself, friend, you have stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Wine. Women. Song for you, WWS. So everything was talking about wine, women, song. For who? For who? For self. For self. You. Fine. That is where the problem was. It's not all that he had. But how he sought to use it. Wine. Women, song for self, for you. For you. And then God said, fool. Look at the admonition. What is the admonition? Go. Then who will what? Get it all. Next. Mm-hmm. Every man is what? Who? Did you hear that? So the problem about the man is what Jesus stated. The guy is rich to self, not to God. That was the problem of the man. Not how rich he was. But to whom he was rich to. He was rich to self. He was not rich towards God. So he says every man who thinks like this. Is what? You don't want to say it. Man, this man there is not male man. 
So please. He's talking about Adama. The humanity. The human race. So all people who think like this. Tell them I'm not like that. Please tell them like you mean it. Oh, please tell them like you mean it. Okay, tell them from today. Change has come. He said, we've got to be rich towards who? Do you understand it? Yes. What it means is that you will be rich, and you, in, in you being rich, your focus is who? God. That's what it means. To be rich towards God is the person who is rich, and their focus is to bring God pleasure. They are rich to do the things. They are excited about the things of God. And they want to do good. Listen to me. Life is all about God. Listen. If you are providing for your family, why are you providing for your family? Because it pleases God. If that becomes the focus that you are doing that to please God, you will know the boundaries. It's not everything your child would ask that you give. Your wealth will not destroy your child. Let us get the priorities right. There is no difference between the family and the church. I've come to realize that. Because it has the same objective. The reason why the family comes to church is because they come to take instruction to train their children in the way of the Lord. So if the family leaves the church to become impoverished, what are they doing to their family? You see, so the devil is just twisting things before us and he makes us put the work of God and the kingdom in a small corner. And then he comes back to hit us. He comes back to hit us. Look at Psalm 27, at 127. It's one scripture that I'm sure most of us have read over and over again. Let's go. Unless the Lord builds a house, 
the builder's work is useless. <laughs> Unless the Lord protects a city, sentries, a, a soldier on guard, that's all, that's all it means. A soldier on guard, a sentry. It's a sentry. Sentries do no good. It is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night. Fury, you will starve to death. I'm sorry I'm piercing you today. But I'm not piercing you. The word of God is piercing you. Look, it is senseless. For you to work so hard from early morning until late night. And this thing, your motivation is that you are afraid you will starve to death. That is for, for most of us, that's our motivation. That's our motivation for work. But he says... That for whom says they are of the Lord. Don't forget he was speaking to Israel. So if you belong to the Lord, this is not your motivation for work. Are you hearing me? This is not your motivation. Because it is the Lord that keeps what you work for. This is a worldly principle. It's a worldly understanding. Your heavenly father is a responsible father. Go ahead. For what? God wants his what? His loved ones. Hey, are you here? In other versions, he says, he gives his beloved good sleep. What he means is that you live in rest. You don't live in anxiety. You don't live in anxiety. Most of us believers live in anxiety. Yes, bike, bike. Bike, bike. I'm using the deep guns. Deep gun terms, yes. Deep ha 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 you're so stressed. And then when you have worked 
empowered it, then the sickness be begins to consume it. Go and find out. They lined up the world's wealthiest people. And about 90% of them go and check how they died. Go and check. Go and check. Because when you are rich towards self, there is no satisfaction. Satisfaction becomes a mirage. Are you here with me? Okay, let's go to Matthew. Matthew 19, 16 to 30. Now, I've taught, I've taught on this. I've, I, mean, I mean, I've spoken to this so very well. But look at this angle. Look at this angle. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have E? And we all know that you can't do anything. Is that right? Yes, actually. So that's the thought of the story. Jesus wanted them to know you can't do anything to get or gain eternal life. All right, good. So why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. You see, the guy asked about eternal life. Jesus said, why do you ask me about what is? Okay, what he means is that what makes a person please God? And, and, and become God's standard. How can somebody meet God's standard? There's no human being that can meet God's standard. Are you getting the point? Except grace is given to... Uh, okay, good. So, so Jesus said, no man. And there are certain people who use this scripture to say that Jesus himself says, no man, including himself. That's what, no. But Jesus is here speaking to the principle. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. That there is no mortal man that can ever please God. That can be good. Are you getting the point? And that's why he has come. As God to save man. So that man can please God. Do you understand it? Okay, good. So I don't want you to take it out of context. So let's go to the next. But to answer your question, you want to receive eternal life. Keep, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. And then the guy would ask, which ones? So you can see clearly this is a self-righteous guy. Uh-huh. Which ones? The man asked. Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments. The young man replied, what else must I do? Remember, Jesus has talked about the standard. That no man can meet the standard. Okay. So the young man was told, if you want to be perfect, go sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. Watch this. And you will have treasure in heaven. What's the treasure? Thank you. Clap for yourselves. 
Because that's the premise upon which the question is answered. Are you getting the point? Good. Beautiful. And then come follow me. Let's all read what the young man, how the young man reacted to this. Go. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad. For he had many possessions. Hello? So you can realize that he not uh, murdering, committing adultery, lying falsely, and all of those things, he was not doing it to please God. He was doing it for himself. Oh, are you here with me? It, so it was for self. Because if truly this is his focus, then this will not mean much to him. Because he was already giving away so much by not doing all these other things. So why should this one mean so much? Because he was doing all that he was doing to gain what he's getting. Oh, are you here? So Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because their soul has been trapped in their riches. Yeah. There's a lot of believers whose souls have been trapped in their riches. Their focus is not on Christ. They devalue eternal life for any monetary gain and they don't care. Hello. I'll say it again. Jesus emphasizes the principle. Go. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Then the disciples were outstanding. They said, hey, then who in the world can be saved? Are you getting the point? So Jesus coming back and he's bringing them back to grace. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. He's bringing them back to grace. Look. Jesus looked at them intently and said what? Humanly speaking, it is. So you see the premise where the scripture says, with God, all things are possible. It has nothing to do with your marriage. You see, it has nothing to do with that breakthrough. With God, all things are possible. The premise here has to do with your salvation. 
Oh, are you here? So when you're quoting this scripture to your breakthrough, it doesn't apply. Don't say what God has not said. So, but with God, everything is, how did God make it possible? Everything possible here is God becoming man. To save man. And redeem man. Are you getting the point? Yes. God made it possible. That man cannot save himself. And so God did everything. To come save man by himself. Oh, praise God. So Peter, when he heard the thing, he shook him. He said, Quiet. This man, stop the joke. Stop the joke, Papa. We've given up Everything to follow you. What will we get? Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Next. And everyone, so he spoke to them separately. And now comes to everyone. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. All right? Comes to everyone. Okay, so let's go. And everyone who has given up what? Houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. And the charismatic will jump. I receive a hundredfold of the money. How do you receive a hundredfold of a mother? How do you receive a hundredfold of a father? So Jesus is not saying that uh, if you give your money, your property, and everything, then you receive a hundredfold of that. In other, in other, I think in Mark or so, he includes wife. So does he mean that you receive a hundred wives? You see the way we interpret scripture. So Jesus is not saying that you get a hundredfold of whatever you give. He's talking about the quality of return. 
That is eternal life and kingdom secrets that you cannot buy with money. We have taught things. And he says, but many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will become the greatest there. Are you hearing the thing? Those who the paparazzis were following because of their money and you were seeing them as the most important. He says, when it comes to that day, they will be the least important. And you, who was giving your everything to him, that day, you become the most important. Because he would decorate you with crowns, with glory, with things that money can never buy. Because you've given your everything. Are you here with me? So you see the problem? We give you certain expectations that you shouldn't be looking forward to. So you gave 100 million, so you're getting million back. You see, that, yeah, it's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie. It's a lie. Listen to me. The moment you are giving and you are so expectant of what he will give you back, it becomes idolatry. Because don't forget that even what you have, he gave it to you. So how do you measure his goodness? By what you want to receive back. I think that the first thing you should have done was to measure his, his goodness by you receiving what you have received. Oh, did you understand me? Ah, are you getting it? That the money you got to give to him, thank him that you are the one who became the distributor. I, I, that's actually how you should be measuring his goodness. That he made you a distributor. And he says, the moment you gave to the kingdom and you give your everything, your value shoots in the kingdom. Are you getting the point? Everybody may see you. That's why Paul said that on the outside, it seems we are wasting away. <laughs> but in the inside, were renewed day by day. They're saying the same thing. He was actually quoting Jesus. 
You can't be in this church and hoard. You'll be a strange person very soon. I'm telling you. Because it's going to be the culture. You'll be a strange person. Most of you sometimes give to people in the church. And then in, the, in giving to them, you use it as a control mechanism. And then sometimes because they are also needy, they begin to tell you things because of small things they need. Uh, there's a guy I used to know. When, the moment he comes to the house, as in a certain church, the moment he comes to the house, he begins to pour out. And then my wife will look at me. She so just to cut him, we say, oh, take the food. Or take their money, we'll see you later. Because we don't want to hear. We come to say so many things just because he wants something. And there are some of you too who have, and you do that because you know, so you want information. So, oh, if I give him something, he'll pour everything, this guy. That's why the apostles would always ask anybody who wants to give, you bring it to the church and let the church give it out. Yeah. Structure. So the church gives it out. So people don't use, they are giving to control other people and then divide the church, divide the people. That's why the Bible said they will come and they will lay it at the apostles' feet. And I've taught you about to the feet, laying to the feet, submitting to authority, submitting to leadership. I'll continue next week. Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living heaven on earth <laughs>